Hey everyone, and welcome to part one of a three-part bonus episode series about movies in isolation. Uh, I got a group of guests together for three different episodes. This first one is going to have people involved with film in Austin. So I've got director Owen Edgerton, Weird Wednesday programmer and host Laird Jimenez, Jenny Kay uh, from Hyper Real Film Club, and Jasmine Moreno, who hosts and programs the Late Series at Austin Film Society. Part two is going to have some podcast guest hosts, and part three will have myself and one other guest, Jonathan, going through our picks. And basically what we're going to be doing is giving a lot of different recommendations for people to watch during the current times uh, while we're in isolation and this whole pandemic is going on. So you're going to hear some recommendations of movies that either fit with the current times thematically, the way the government's handling everything, uh, the themes of isolation or being trapped. And then finally, we're going to wrap it up with those feel-good movies. And, you know, everyone's got their different flavors. So we've got a lot of different picks from other people as far as what's considered a feel-good movie. So again, this is part one of three. So hope you check out the other two after this. Uh, enjoy. My first guest is Jenny Kay from the Hyper Real Film Club based here in Austin. Hey, Jenny. Hey, how's it going? Uh, so Jenny was a guest for the very, very first episode of Customers Also Watched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been a while. Time. It has. <laughs> um, but uh, Jenny is not only a co-worker and friend, but she also is a part of a really cool club here in Austin called Hyper Real. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that? Sure. Um, Hyper Real Film Club is almost four years old now. We do a lot of pop-up screenings around Austin and a lot of other film related events. We have a website um, that has reviews of films uh, written by a lot of people in Texas. And yeah, we're just a big group of film lovers. So on the note of loving film, I'm anxious to hear some <laughs> of your picks for this. So I'm gonna get into what you've been watching or what you think would be some good movies to watch given the current state of affairs. Sure. Um, (laughs) My picks are uh, all over the place, as has been my brain. Um, (laughs) Because I I started off really ambitious with this. I'm like, oh, I'll take a, this is a great opportunity for me to watch all these films I've wanted to see. And um, I started off watching a lot of like isolation movies. So if you're into that, you know, I watched Woman in the Dunes, which would be my isolation pick. Oh, that. Thank you, because I have that criterion sitting on my shelf, and okay, I'm I'm taking it off the shelf and putting it in the Blu-ray after we're done here. Okay, it's it's beautiful and amazing. I I was really inspired by it, um, and you know I watched a few other movies in that same vein, but I felt myself getting a bit depressed, um, mm-hmm. and so I then moved into more like maximalist films, apocalyptic films, just things that felt like I wasn't alone. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't get really like niche with it. I'm currently rewatching all of star Wars <laughs> and I'm, 
<laughs> I mean, if there is an indicator for the end times, it's it's the prequels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I've never watched it in quote chronological order. I know there's a lot of different orders out there that people suggest. Sure. Um, and I'm currently in the prequels, which has been a very slow moving. <laughs> it's truly terrible but you know it's a good time it's funny it's crazy um and so that's where i am now i finally moved through those and i'm on to solo is next and i like solo so um hot take i know it's a hot (laughs) take i was also not a huge star wars like i never really watched it when i was little i don't know how i avoided it my parents were much older and Mm -hmm. i think like they weren't really fans. And so it just didn't trickle down. Um, so I'm a late stage Star okay. Wars there. Right. I feel like old stage are probably like, that's garbage. <laughs> Raise but, his hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also just been working through, you know, that podcast. I think we talked about it maybe even last time. How did this get, how did this get made? Mm-hmm. I've just been working through a lot of their movies because it's been, just a fun time to watch. Like I just watched Spider-Man three, which is the worst movie ever, but it's really fun to watch that knowing that afterward you get to listen to a bunch of people make fun of it. True. Yeah. Um, so I did that and I got to relive Tobey Maguire's emo phase. And <laughs> it was really special. <laughs> um, but now I'm in like full teen comfort mode mm-hmm. um and i just rewatched, but i'm a cheerleader again we screened it recently i watched the witches like that roll doll movie oh, with gee. angelica houston do yeah. you remember that yeah oh uh, i just love that movie it made me feel really comforted <laughs> even though it's <laughs> it's angelica houston is like a rat witch queen but it's great <laughs> What else? Like, oh, oh, and stuff like Troop Beverly Hills and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Stuff like that has been really comforting. I think a lot of us are reverting back to maybe like our high school, middle school selves, even with the music that we're listening to. I've been listening to a lot of like Modest Mouse and just like indie music from 2003. True and, age of uh, depression. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we really knew how to do it back then. <laughs> um so definitely not all the most of highbrow (laughs) or any brow but yeah I think now I'm just I'm fully like Benjamin buttoning which I always use that reference and have not seen that movie but I know what it means (laughs) I've done the same yeah (laughs) yeah and just going back to like what comforted me in my youth and I know this isn't a movie but a lot of tv shows like Buffy and um Eerie Indiana is another show that was like so comforting to me. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's crazy because both of those came up with other people's like comfort food recommendations. So that's so cool. Yeah. James from Night Shift Video brought up Eerie Indiana and I, God, was it Jasmine? I think um, from AFS brought up Buffy. And yeah, I can totally see Buffy because I didn't watch very much TV in uh, my teen years. But when I did like, yeah, it was Buffy. So yeah, it's, it's so silly and comforting. And you're like, ah, oh, that world seems so terrible at one point. And now I would much rather be in that world. Yeah, same, like bring on like the Oh, God, what's the, the big bad in that? Um, 
the main like like the the vampires? <laughs> no, 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 I mean like they had like the the ultimate evil at the very end. It was like a very basic oh, name. Oh, oh god, I'm terrible with remembering. It was like, like the one or something like I don't know. I can't. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Someone someone's gonna fucking at me now. God damn it. <laughs> me too. I can't help it. <laughs> that but that was another one that I uh, I only watched some of when I was younger, and so I really didn't learn about it until later okay and it's so silly but but that's been the main stuff and we've also been doing you may have seen this weekly uh we used to have something called family movie night mm-hmm. at, over at hyper real and we'd get together every week and watch a movie and so we're doing that virtually now um and we're using that netflix party app which really uh narrows down your choices right netflix, you know has a lot of random stuff yeah but there's some fun things on there and we've just left it up to the people to pick so we've so far watched uh scream 2 which was really great mm. um final destination, destination which was actually anxiety inducing for me but oh. <laughs> i think everyone else had a good time that's good and good burger which is really funny <laughs> okay i i would suggest watching that especially if you grew up like as a nickelodeon kid mm-hmm. um because it was like one of the first Nickelodeon movies. It's super weird. And you're like, how did this, it's a very much how did this get made kind of thing, but in a a great way. Um, And I just loved all those early like Nickelodeon produced movies, like even Harriet the Spy and stuff like that, that were just before the big wigs got in and said, this is too weird. Yeah. but yeah, that's like a snapshot of, oh, and shark movies. I don't know why. Shark movies are like really doing it for me right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a hard recommendation for you if you haven't seen it then. Uh, the Last Shark. No. Okay, I'm writing that down. Yeah, that's that's pure joy. When was that from? That is, uh, it's basically like an Italian Jaws ripoff movie oh, cool. uh, i can't remember the year offhand i'm really terrible it's probably 80s the last shark is on youtube um <laughs> so yeah you can you can watch it on there i mean other than like just watching all the jaws movies because like two is still good three and four are silly but still enjoyable the last shark is great i can't think of any others <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend outside. Of that. I know there's I, tons of them. I've also been watching all of the newer shark movies. I'm like, what are they up to? Mm. Um, and they're all really bad, but I still had fun. Like all those ones of people, the what is it? 47 meters down or. Oh yeah. I just watched the sequel to that. Good God. That's. That I just was... watched it <laughs> it's so bad, but I was like, the sharks are blind and a fish roared. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had, isn't that, and that's Jamie Foxx's daughter that starred in it. Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. Film debut. So I was kind of like interested. Okay. Uh, And it's that guy from, uh, was that like outward or bound or. Oh, the, the dad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I recognize him. I can't remember what else he's been in though. It's so goofy. It is. I like all of those trapped in the water ones. Like I just rewatched the open water movies. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) You really are (laughs) leaning into the shark movies. I I don't know why. (laughs) My my mom has like she loves movies like that. So we bonded over shark movies a long time ago. Like Mm. she introduced Jaws to me, and she lived in Australia for a while, and um got really into shark. You know, it's like you lean into your fears. Right. It's like your cathartic thing. So. 
and I grew up in Florida and saw many sharks like out surfing and stuff. And oh, so wow. I think it was just like a, I don't know. You're like, if I can understand it, I can <laughs> control it. <laughs> I don't know that Jaws 4 is going to help you understand it, but it's certainly a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I did also, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a movie. It was like the sand movie. It's like a, the sand was eating people. It was kind of in the same vein of oh, shark. Uh, Blood Beach. Blood Beach, that's it. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> yeah, just like beach horror is a, I'm realizing a genre for me. <laughs> I think I'm gonna, you know, if we're still under this whole lock and key during the summer, I think I'm probably going to be doing a lot of like summertime horror movies. So, <gasps> well, if you want to work on a beach horror list with me for, like, oh, for sure, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this is the place that everyone's supposed to be happy and so much murder happens oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great all right um well these are all great picks thanks so much for for sharing them so what's the next uh family movie night that's happening on hyper real oh well next wednesday we're watching can't hardly wait um oh boy <laughs> which is gonna be interesting <laughs> okay <laughs> As I said in the post about it, can't hardly wait to see how problematic this movie is. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but people seem to be really excited about it. I think it was a favorite for okay. a lot of people. Right. Um, and we are also about to launch Hyperreal TV, which is oh, wow. something we've been working on for a while. Um, it's going to be a platform for filmmakers in Texas to show their work it's curated so we have a few people who are curating films for it and it's just going to be a place for people to go and watch films created by texas filmmakers in like short form so we'll be launching our like instagram for that and that page will be on our website hopefully by next week so we'll see you heard it here first (laughs) yay uh in the meantime where can people find and follow hyper real film club on all the things I'd say we're most active on Instagram. So at hyper real film club and it's R E A L not R E E L. <laughs> and we're also on Facebook, same name. And then our website is hyper Perfect. Uh, thanks once again, Jenny, for joining me. This is super fun. Yeah, uh, thanks, I look forward to seeing you in person again, back at the office. <laughs> One day, surely that will happen. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> All right, everyone, be sure to give uh, Hyper Real Film Club a follow and check out some of their articles and uh, maybe jump in for one of their family film nights there too. Thanks, Jenny. Bye. Take care. Bye. And my next guest is writer and director Owen Edgerton, who was a guest last year when we did a special on the Women in Horror Month picks. Hello, Owen. Welcome back. Hi, Erica. It's good to be back. Um, so how have you been faring in all of this craziness? Uh, what, what craziness? I've kind of been out of it for a while. Uh, <laughs> is uh, something happening? Just a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it it has definitely been a uh, a bizarre time. We we are we're doing all right. I mean, actually, the family um, has been enjoying the company and just sort of in, uh, of our, ourselves and just sort of hunkering down and doing what a lot of people are doing of you know watching films, making bread, um, uh, cleaning rooms that you hadn't cleaned for a while, uh, forgetting to change out of pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, things like that. We're also uh, discovering, as I think um, so many people are, that uh, that maybe the pressure that we put on ourselves when we first started moving into lockdown, that we were going to finish that novel 
mm -hmm. uh, or complete that um, amazing task that we were going to make the best of this time uh, is sometimes uh, not uh, not as feasible as we first thought. That that maybe we're quite honestly overwhelmed in what is accurately an overwhelming situation, and and what we're trying to do is at our house is, is give ourselves a break. Uh, we're, we're, we're attempting to uh, grant ourselves as individuals and our, the people that we're with uh, abundant patience mm -hmm. uh, and, and be kind to ourselves again and again. Because uh, this is a new situation and we're all stumbling forward as best we can. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just being kind to each other is, is definitely a big part of it. Um, you know, for me, I, I, my dog is sick of me like she was into it at first but now she's like so sick of god we're going on another walk you know so yes we're going let's go <laughs> but you know other than that i've i've been when it first started i was mainlining movies i was watching mm. especially on the weekends i was watching five or six a day and wow now i'm i'm finding that watching too many i'm forgetting what i've watched and so I'm like, I need to take a step back and really say, okay, let's just watch a few at a time so I can remember them that much better. So that being said, um, I wanted to get a few people and get their, you know, what have they been watching or all, maybe just give some recommendations for what movies you think would fit with the time, either like those, if you want to lean into it and say, what are those movies that have those themes of being trapped or isolated? Or maybe you want to go in the other direction and say, I need those like comfort food or feel good movies. So what have you been watching or, and what would you recommend Owen? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say I, I've kind of more leaned into comfort food. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I've been watching um, uh, a lot of noir films, uh, including some like early Hitchcock, which kind of fall into noir, but some of Hitchcock's work before he moved to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, and then with the family, we watched Maltese Falcon uh, the other night, which was so good. I just love that film. Just watching that again was great. And then I think maybe best of the food that has felt the best in my belly has been the Thin Man movies. Mm, so good. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, just watching Nick and Nora. And of course, they're always dealing with uh, crazy situations, but but they do it with such wit and and they're just unflappable. And I think maybe, I, not that I was thinking like this is exactly what I need right now, but it is wonderful to see a couple who never lose their humor uh, and, and never lose their charm, even though people around them are in dire straits and uh, in an awful situation. Uh, so those movies have been a real delight. Um, the other thing I've been watching a lot is like, strangely enough, I've been watching a lot of like Titanic documentaries uh, <laughs> and huh. looking into some of the older Titanic movies. Um, it's for a writing project. There's a reason I'm doing it. Okay. But, um, but I've been finding it. Uh, I, well, I, I suppose, I suppose at this point, anything that I'm watching or reading, I'm going to draw an analogy to the current pan pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh my gosh, that, Elmo segment on on Sesame Street was really all about the pandemic. Uh, it's just the way I'm seeing things. Twilight. Oh my gosh, Twilight was all about global pandemics. Um, but but the Titanic, I think, has uh, a lot uh, of interesting parallels. Uh, you know, here was um, this this ship, which was meant to be the biggest and best. Represents. I mean, you can imagine it representing the strongest economy and the greatest nation and all these different things and the hubris of 
going full force uh, into an ice field, uh, ignoring the warnings that were coming your way, uh, being led not only by a captain, but a captain who was under the thumb of the owner of the ship line, on sh who was very interested in, in capitalism uh, on, on the ship. And, uh, and then even when tragedy did strike, so many of the passengers were, uh, you know, ignoring it. It's like, you know, this is not as bad as, you know, people are saying and they're playing games on the, on the deck and knocking around pieces of ice. And maybe even most frightening of all in the parallels is uh, the Titanic had issues of classism, lack of preparation, a systematic ignoring of those most in need. Uh, that was all there before any iceberg came. It's just that the iceberg happened to be what highlighted the cracks that were already in that system, in that ship. And I, I kind of feel that that's a similar situation of what we're experiencing here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, now that you point that out, it's not something that would have crossed my mind at all, but I can definitely see that parallel now that you point pointed out. And I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of other ones along the same lines of classism that we could see, but I think that's a really interesting example. Yeah, I think maybe, you know, we're going to find all those analogies as we go through. I mean, I, I think, you know, some of the, when, when you and I were talking offline and you were talking about some of the movies that fit, including like, you know, uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day mm -hmm. of the Dead and Romero movies, of all those things are like, yeah, great examples of, of our, uh, of like how our, our, maybe our culture has sort of been dreaming about this, not, not, not fantasizing, but thinking about it. So like, Hey, you know, <laughs> we've had, we have premonitions of this kind of situation and uh, gosh, I sure hope we can learn. I sure hope we can listen to our best voices, uh, and, and, and move forward and, and, and make our society a better, more equal society that takes care of those in need before a situation like this pops up. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got Titanic for this writing project. Uh, Thin Man is sort of a feel-good movie. Um, some noir classics. Uh, you mentioned mm. Hitchcock. I actually, uh, just before we hopped on here, watched uh, The Secret Agent. And... <gasps> Such oh my a, gosh. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun. I just watched Secret Agent as well. Uh, yeah. I just watched that like two days ago. Like I was like, watch Secret Agent. And I'd never seen that one. And uh, it was really is fun, isn't it? It it's, is. It's dark. It is. But Peter Lorre, every time he was on screen, just made me smile. And I was like, oh, I mean, I had a really bad quality copy, but I still got through it. And I was like, this is so much fun. This is great. Uh, I've been doing the same thing. I've got like... I've got this really bad copy of that one, like some old thing. And I watched it in the shed. I've got like a, the little, I've got the little DVD player that my in-laws got for my daughter when she was a toddler, like mm -hmm. the type of thing. Like she can watch a movie at the table. Like it was before iPhones, you know? Was, yeah. <laughs> and, and I've been watching uh, like those kind of older Hitchcock things and like, yeah, Secret Agent is really fun. And Peter Lorre, oh man, I'm with you. Yeah. Give me a Peter Lorre movie and <laughs> call me happy. Um, so sort of along the line of um, other movies, like one of the other things that I talked about with a friend when we recorded another episode on this topic was bucket list movies and like saying, okay, I can finally get around to watching these movies, not just the ones that are really long. And those are definitely on the list as well, but just kind of getting around to, gosh, you know what? I've never seen that one movie and I really want to get to it. Um, have you been able to cross anything off of like your movie bucket list during 
during all this? Oh, what a great question. Uh, you know, I have not. Um, I think that, um, that that's a super smart thing to do, but I have not. Um, I tell you what one might be on that, and this sort of uh, blends in with talking about Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. So I got the uh, Tashkin, I think that's how you pronounce it, the Tashkin book on all the Hitchcock movies. That was sort oh. of the... My, my family said when this sort of started, like, I said, we're all allowed to get one book. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got this, this one book and it was, it's all, it's every Hitchcock movie. Um, and it sort of talks about it and, uh, and has like a brief history. It's beautiful pictures. And what I'd kind of like to do is maybe become a completionist. I'd, I'd maybe like to watch all of Hitchcock's films. Um, uh, and, I, which would be pretty fun. I, went, I mean, I guess the earliest I've watched now is The Lodger, which I think is his third film that, that's maybe available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the earliest I've watched, one of his silent movies. But um, I, I, I think that might be it. My, my bucket list might be to try and watch all of Hitchcock's films. I think that's a great goal to have. Um, hopefully we won't be in quarantine that long that you can actually achieve that, but I am rooting for <laughs> you in the long term. <laughs> yeah thank you yeah so before we close out any other movies that you wanted to bring up that you've watched recently that you wanted to highlight let's see uh, i i thought um the the platform which is currently on uh, netflix mm-hmm. is so good have you seen that i did i saw that at fantastic fest and it was one of mine and my friend's favorites it's it's great film and that's his first film too that director that's amazing yeah um i i think at fantastic fest if i'm right it was subtitled is that right yes not dubbed yes okay so on netflix it's dubbed uh yeah but but it's still it's a brilliant film uh i I thought that was pretty great uh my family and i rewatched i rewatched it it was the first time for my family to watch free solo and free solo of course is the documentary about the uh free solo expert as he attempts to uh climb el capitan and what was fascinating about watching that together is in this time when anxiety and stress is key in our lives, we were able to be <laughs> anxious and stressful for a situation that had nothing to do with COVID-19. <laughs> uh, it was this, you know, it, it's a brilliantly filmed documentary uh, and that was a, a pretty great experience. Nice. Yeah, I've been mostly sticking to, I'm just doing Prime for the podcast. Um, I think I, I actually mentioned the the website, the Cave of Forgotten Films website to you. Yes. And that's been an absolute treasure for me of finding new stuff um, sort of under the rock. So um, definitely plan on tackling a few more of those. So listeners, you've, uh, I'm going to add Owen's picks to the spreadsheet I'm going to put together. And I'll put that, uh, like I said, on the Facebook page for everyone. Aside from these, uh, if you want to check out any of Owen's movies, both Mercy Black and Bloodfest are available to rent on Amazon Prime. You can also get the Blu-ray of Bloodfest on Amazon. And Follow is available to stream on Prime for free right now. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, you didn't even know that. Okay. <laughs> and then all, you can also check out his books, uh, Hollow. Everyone says that at the end of the world. And I, I've, I, oh, that's almost too fitting for right now. <laughs> well, my, my short, my short story collection is called How Best to Avoid Dying. So <laughs> even better. Yes. That was going to be my next one that I brought up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, what I was thinking with all those titles. <laughs> Well, I mean, not in not in the current time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but all those are available on Amazon uh, in paperback or on Kindle. 
And what about One Page Salon right now, Owen? Is that being done virtually, or how's that working right now? Oh, thanks so much for asking. We're actually, uh, I am working with the Writers League of Texas, and we are going to be putting together a virtual online One Page Salon. Uh, and we are managing it with the help of Amy Gentry and some other people. We're managing to put together a really cool platform and make it a fundraiser for either different bookstores in need or different situations that need uh, a bit of a financial help during this time. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it will be continuing uh, to come your way. One page salon. You, you can find out information. I'll be putting it out on Facebook and Twitter and all over the place. That's awesome. Uh, and where can uh, people follow you on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all the things? Is it just Owen Edgerton? It's yeah, I'm, it's Owen Edgerton on uh, so O W E N E G E R T O N on Facebook and Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's just Owen underscore Edgerton. Perfect. All right. So everyone, please be sure to give Owen a follow, check out his movies, his books, and check out the fundraiser that they're putting together for One Page Salon, help support local bookstores here in Austin. Um, Owen, thank you so much for joining me once again for this. Thank you, Erica. I really appreciate it. And I love what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, thanks again for sharing your picks. Uh, and I hope you and your family stay well. Thank you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, and my next guest is Jasmine Moreno, who is a host and programmer for Austin Film Society's Lates series, as well as a co-programmer and host for Weird Wednesdays at Alamo Drafthouse. Welcome, Jasmine. Thanks for having me. I am a really big fan of both Lates and Weird Wednesday. I do have to say that you're probably responsible for giving me some sleepless nights with a few of the things at Lates. The most recent one I can think of is The Cremator. <laughs> on Valentine's Day? Nothing says Valentine's <laughs> quite like the uh, terrifying Nazi movie. <laughs> so. It was really great, though, and I did actually, uh, I already pre-ordered the Criterion, so I'm looking yeah. forward to sharing that with other people. So Awesome. Um, but we are here to talk about your picks for you know, what's happening right now in isolation, whether it's what you're just watching on your own time and what you'd recommend or any films that you think sort of fit with the theme of isolation or being trapped or anything like that. So with that, I'd like to hear your picks. All right. So uh, basically, yeah, I wanted to, I've been terrified. And when I am terrified, I like basically sort of watching anything that I can sink into my terror like just I want to sink into whatever I'm feeling basically okay. you know if I'm feeling bad I want something that's just moody I just want to sink into it I'm the person that you know I listen to sad music if I'm sad okay that's it you know so for me it was more of that that's what I've been doing a lot of and then also just looking at food that I like, can't <laughs> eat right now. So that's sort of all of my picks are either food or just like, yeah, no, the world is garbage right now. <laughs> so, good times. <laughs> One of the things I actually spent an entire two days watching, it's actually, so this is three films, technically. There's a Korean film, a Korean version of this story. And then there's a Japanese version of the story. The Japanese version came first uh, back in 2014. It's a 
film series called Little Forest. Okay. Basically, it's just a girl out in a forest making food. Talking about like her life, her mom, her relationship with her mom, her memories around food, friendship. But it's mainly just food. And that's the only reason I watched it. It was pretty pictures of food. Uh, now, the Japanese version's actually sort of like this, you know, there's a lilting, like a little uh, guitar-centric kind of indie music score going on mm-hmm. uh, in the background. She's just slightly, like, whispering. It's very, you're in an ASMR, that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. for you. Okay. But she just sort of whispers and cooks, and you just watch her making just, like, amazing food. And because I've been eating nothing but, like, beans and, like, ramen. <laughs> Same. I just, yeah, it's like I want to see gorgeous things that I can't eat right now because I'm terrified <laughs> to go outside. Also, she makes isolation seem like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, it's not so bad. Yeah. You know, just have like a nice little dish to made yourself. It's not so terrible. And, you know, so she's basically lives out by herself and does nothing. It's great. <laughs> you just watch her living in the country. You think like, oh, the country's for me. If I were out in the country, I wouldn't be experiencing the terror I feel right now, you know? So uh, I basically, I watched that and it's, so it's divided into, the Japanese version is divided into actually uh, two films. So you follow her through, it's like, it starts in summer. So it's summer, autumn, and then winter, spring. And uh, so it's a total four hours for the Japanese version. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, it's just food the entire <laughs> time. And they, t- they demarcate it by like meal one, meal two. So you can just count them down. If you don't want to watch the film, I highly recommend just going on YouTube and typing in Little Forest because people just clipped out all the food clips. So huh. you can just watch them. Okay. But all she does is make food the entire time. She just eats. That's it. I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, and then there's a Korean version, which is like sort of the, I guess, like the Hollywood version of this thing. Uh, and it's very kind of eat, pray, love. Still lots of food and beautiful young people eating. But like, I, I spent a solid uh, nearly six hours of my life watching these. So I uh, split them up over two days and just went to town. It was like a buffet. Nice. So highly, highly recommend if you just want to escape from your sad cold beans. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to give it to you. That's the most unique pick that I've heard so far in talking to a bunch of people about this. So and I appreciate it. (laughs) People are just looking at food. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think they're just paying, um, you know, the extra money to have like the pretty food delivered to them. Whereas I'm like, no, I, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, not. no, I, I, I don't, I've not gone outside in weeks. Oh, wow. I'm not going to lie. I, I've not gone outside in weeks. I was just like, nope, what's happening. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I, I talked to a friend on the phone and he said, uh, he was, as he was walking outside he was counting how many people didn't have masks on. So it would be like, yeah, like, how are you doing? One, 
yeah, how, what's going on? Two. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just thinking about four, five, six. Like, and the entire time, it got up to like 14 people. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I don't want to be outside at this moment. So, nope, that sort of solidified. I'm not going anywhere. I've ordered all my food to come to me in boxes. So I've just got beans that I'm waiting on. <laughs> so they're heirloom beans. I'm uh, very bougie right now with my <laughs> all food. So if I'm going to eat beans, it's heirloom beans. You throw a little olive oil and little vinegar on top. That's what I'm doing lately. There so yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, anything else that you're watching besides food? Uh, besides food, terror. Just pure terror. All right. Uh, so basically in terms of, yeah, uh, as I said, I like to sink into what I'm feeling. So uh, these would be more of that, less than the, the food, which is just sinking into dreams of what I can't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, yeah. So the everyone's watching Contagion, right? Right, everyone, everyone. And uh, the first film I thought about actually when this sort of first hit was a film called Perfect Sense, and it came out a few years back. It's uh, from David McKenzie, okay, who's an interesting director uh, in that I like. I, I realized I'd actually watched most of his filmography without ever having thought about it without, you know, associating it with him specifically. Uh, but it's a film that came out in about like 2012, I believe, here in America. Uh, Ava Green, Hugh McGregor, they star as, uh, she's a, I think she's like a, she's like a researcher. She's a scientist. He's a chef. They uh-huh. meet <laughs> and uh, they meet and they start dating. And immediately there is a huge viral epidemic that is causing everyone. If you contract it, you lose your senses one by one. Mm. So uh, slowly, you know, people are losing the ability to, you know, taste and to hear and to smell. And they're trying to begin a relationship in the midst of this. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it is um, a movie that kind of brings a new, uh, a very human reality to, uh, you know, the idea of this, this viral epidemic, this outbreak. And, you know, there are all those outbreak movies in the 90s. And, uh, you know, you kind of see people wandering around and like, oh, you know that they have lives, you know, Dustin Hoffman has a life in whatever movie, you know, Uh, (laughs) but you're like, yeah, there's an indication that they have some other life. Mm -hmm. But um, this one is all about that some other life and the epidemic sort of happening in the background. And the effects that that has, like the very human effects, the one-to-one effect it has on people. So, yeah, it's that was actually the first film I thought of when everyone was like, Contagion. I was like, did anyone see Perfect Sense? (laughs) And answer, no one. No one did. Uh, But it's well worth seeking out, I think. Uh, Again, not perfect, but, you know, if you just want to cry and feel alone, but like with Hugh and McGregor staring at you, then go for it. Yeah, I can get down with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. The other, I would say, oh gosh, uh, is a film called My God, My God, Why Hast Thou Forsaken Me? 
And uh, it's a Japanese film by Shinji Aoyama that stars Tadanobu Asano, who's known for, uh, he's best known for being an Ichi the Killer. He's like the villain in Ichi the Killer. And he's great. He's just in full, yeah, he's got like long stringy hair in this one. And he's a noise musician. And the film is basically, uh, there are, there's a duo of, uh, there's this noise duo that is playing out in the middle of nowhere and their music may or may not be the cure for this again virus that is uh causing people once contracted it causes you to commit suicide so wow <laughs> warm i'm i'm telling you i'm doing really well right now <laughs> i'm doing excellent but uh, yeah, it is the music is incredible if you're into again noise. So I, I mean that's not for everyone, but if you're into it, it's well worth seeking out. And again, like it's by director Shinji Aoyama, who's not particularly well known here in the states outside of one film he did, um, a film called Eureka, that came out in like I want to say like ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere in there. Is it? Uh, it's uh, Eureka, how we spell it, but in there it's Y U R. Is that the right? Mm-hmm. Am I thinking the right yeah. one? Okay, yeah. Yeah, the like four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. So he did that, and that's pretty much like his big, his big film. If anyone knows the guy, it's like, oh, Eureka. And uh, Eureka is, of course, one of those films where it's like top 100 Japanese films you've just got to see. Eureka is going to be on that list, no doubt. Uh, And that's incredible. But he's also not known for, uh, unfortunately not known for his other work, which he actually came out of sort of the V cinema movement. So just straight to video, like kind of action stuff. And uh, that's where he first sort of got his feet wet and then went on from there. But he was um, sort of mentored by Kiyoshi Kurosawa and uh, director of Cure. Mm-hmm. So sort of take that vibe and apply it to a terrifying viral outbreak film about you know, suicide. Yeah. But it's very slow, very slow, uh, lots of noise. And it's something you can really just sort of sink into. And it also, it's something that in terms, again, of like an outbreak film, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. So highly, highly recommend that one. Okay. Again, if you're feeling... <laughs> suicidal (laughs) maybe avoid it though but for other people who are just morbid it's for you right uh so yeah and i would say also another film i would recommend if you want to feel absolutely horrible like i mean i've been going like you know perfect sense sort of primes you for my god my god and then it's like, nope, you're just down in the dumps yeah. uh, with the next one, which is a film called Collapse. It's also known as Decay. And this is one of my favorite films ever. So it's a, um, it's a film actually about Chernobyl. And it's filmed sort of on site like a few years later. But it is one of the most terrifying things you'll ever see in your life. And it plays out sort of like a sci-fi film. 
almost like that same sense of terror that you would get from like a sci-fi film, like a Tarkovsky kind of thing you're getting in this film. That's just about like bureaucracy and uh, the human damage of uh, lying governments. So it is absolutely incredible. One of it's one of my favorite films. I recommend it to anyone just to watch it uh, mm-hmm. at any time. It, it's very applicable to, you know, sort of the now and what we hear from, sadly, our own government, uh, misinformation and uh, just nonsense, honestly. But you also have like some of the most terrifying scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, so basically, a guy he gets uh, you know back from like a trip. He's like a like a journalist. Uh, he gets back from like an overseas trip, comes home, realizes his wife is having an affair. Uh, yeah, you know, all of these things go on before the reactor goes off, mm-hmm. and he um, he actually he goes to the site you know what's going on he ends up there and from there you see him interact with you know various people and also just their different people and their lives as they you know find out what's happening so you have a couple that gets married during this and mm-hmm. they get married they have no idea what's happened and they decide to go on a little ride you know they take like a motorcycle ride and what they don't realize is they're going further and further into the contamination zone so what looks like a romantic you know day they've just gotten married this is you know their getaway it turns into just sheer terror as they realize they have actually gone further into the contamination zone and they're seeing like dead animals and finally they're just told like hey you're gonna die basically yeah um there's a little boy who's left he's actually he's left by uh his mother he's left at home he's like a latchkey kid and all these buses come along to take all of the kids all of the the women who are around you know if you're around you hop in this bus you leave you get out of there but no one's being told what's happened yet and so this kid, he's maybe like six, you know, hops on a bus. His mom has no idea what's going on. She's not there at all. And uh, so he hops on this bus, ends up getting off at some point and goes back home where he just stays and slowly disintegrates. You see him as the film goes on. You'll see him from time to time. And it's like he has no hair. You know, he's playing with this cat. The cat eventually dies, you know. And one of the saddest things is watching him kind of scrawl into the dirt, like, I'm waiting for you, mommy, like something like that. Yeah, he does yeah. like a, like if you're on a roof and you put like help alive yeah. know, inside, like he does like a thing on, on the asphalt of like, mom, I'm waiting for you or something. Yeah. It, that movie's fucking bleak. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's dark. <laughs> and that's what I'm suggesting you watch. <laughs> Get into, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you, you've seen it, too. Yeah, do you know what's up? It's terrifying. It, it, it really is. And especially, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the newlyweds. And mm-hmm. it's this, like, oh God, they, they just get married and they go camping in the forest. And they're, like, 
you know, naked and frolicking and happy. And then, oh, there's a dead animal. And then all of a sudden creeping through the forest are all the people in the biohazard suits, mm-hmm. like with the the signs of contamination. And it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> and the thing that makes it most terrifying is they have no idea as this mm-hmm. is going on. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm so into my new wife, my, my new husband, everything's great. And then as you get further and further into it, when they start to realize, and when they do realize you know it's it's horrifying yeah um and perhaps like the the most terrifying is that ending of course like so uh which is haunting in its own right yeah Um, but yeah it is it is a film that like i said it plays out like this kind of claustrophobic sci-fi film but then ends up you know that's not really what it is but it kind of is at the same time. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And that was actually, um, it was released here in the U S uh, theatrically at least, mm-hmm. uh, when that first came out and it's just forgotten about. And I was hoping when, uh, the series, the HBO series Chernobyl came out that like people would, you know, like, Oh, like you gotta, you know, here's a film you gotta watch. And I didn't see much of that. Mm-hmm. So, I will push this film forever on people and they'll probably hate me for it. Well, but I absolutely just, I recommend it for everyone. It's a brilliant. It's, it's not everyone's flavor, but it is certainly worth a watch. Um, And if anyone listening is interested in watching it, it, the movie is available on the cave of forgotten films website. Um, It has, close to 2000 films on there, all available to watch for free. Lots of genre films, lots of um, foreign films, classic exploitation. And this film is on there. So if you're sold on it based on Jasmine's description, you should go and check it out for sure. And uh, if you're also wanting to watch something that a little, well, you know, maybe uh Again, I like to sink into a feeling. And speaking of things that are on the cave of forgotten films, something that was uploaded uh, just like today mm. is uh, Ghost Dance, which is one of my absolute favorite films. Oh. So highly, highly recommend. It's basically Celine and Julie go boating with Jacques Derrida. So that's all you need. It is brilliant. It's got music from members of like King Crimson and David Cunningham. Okay. And uh, David Cunningham was in The Flying Lizards. Uh, so, you know, the uh, the song like uh, Money, That's What I Want. The mm-hmm. uh, the cover of that song that's perhaps more famous than the original. That was him and he did the music for that film. So highly, highly recommend it. Okay. So, yeah, those are my... Very terrifying films. It'll just make you feel real good. <laughs> really good. Yeah, no, like I went down that hole and uh, I've been watching a lot of Adam Curtis. So, you know, it's been dark times <laughs> when the Adam Curtis comes out. I mean, everyone's got their own, you know, way that they lean into something. And mm-hmm. I, I think I'm a lot of the same way uh, for the most part when I'm in a particular mood I tend to lean into that feeling as well if I'm sad I want to watch something sad if I'm like in a great mood I want to watch something more upbeat I've been Cheryl Crow if I'm in a good mood (laughs) I've been very numb the last few weeks Mm -hmm. so everything is just sort of like 
I'm just kind of checking stuff stuff off of my like, oh, I should get around to watching that list at the, for the most part. But yeah. um, it's um, when I when Laird um, gave his picks, he was leaning more into like his comfort food and uh, late 80s, early 90s sci fi stuff. And mm-hmm. so, you know, everybody's got like their own thing. And that's the great thing about having different people share their picks is that some people are feeling this differently. And some people react to that differently. And some people have different tastes in film. And so we're getting a really interesting sprinkling of suggestions in this. And it's been really great. Um, so yeah, and I've also, I, it's not all been terror, you know, I've been watching Sailor Moon, not ashamed. Okay. Not ashamed in the least. Uh, I have watched nearly a hundred episodes, so you know, I have absolutely zero to do, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, uh, I've been watching Sailor Moon and Buffy. So just side by side, like mm-hmm. two things I watched when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like I'm watching them back to back. Then seeing how the universes are very similar. That is my new thing to do. So that's been my fun. That's my, my break from a uh, terrifying suicide virus movies. So uh, <laughs> it's just been that. It's like the break from Adam Curtis has been Sailor Moon. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, those are my picks, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I really appreciate you sharing them. <laughs> I think there are definitely going to be people out there listening who would appreciate those recommendations for whatever reason. So. Yeah, I I hope so. Like, I, I hope there's someone who's like, God, I just want to see a sad child disintegrate over time. <laughs> Follow that up with a little palate cleanser of Hugh and McGregor going death. <laughs> you know, like, I really want all of that. Uh, it'll be, that's a really, that you want to feel an entire day. That's a day you won't forget. This so. is true. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for sharing those uh, listeners. Yeah. If you want to follow Jasmine, you can check out her website. It is jasminemoreno.com. That is J A Z M Y N E Moreno M O R E N O. And then um, people who are Weird Wednesday fans, not just in Austin, but right now it's virtual. So you can watch those. And the best place Laird said to stay up to date with those is just to check on the Alamo website. Yeah. Uh, check okay. on Alamo. And if you're on Facebook still, you know, check on Facebook and uh, there's the draft house cinephile group that you can join and right. get the latest info on that. And then uh, AFS is also doing some virtual screenings as well. Partnering with Kino Lorber was uh, one for back. I'm never say it right. Bakurao. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and quite a few others. And so is there any, uh, any like specific programming that you think is going to happen virtually, or is it basically just going to be the what's happening right now with it? Um, so yeah, virtual stuff is, it's very interesting because it's sort of, it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and distributors are just slowly putting things out and figuring out what they want to do. So I have no idea what's coming up next. I know no lates. That's my only purview is lates. I don't know what's happening otherwise. So surprise for me as well, but uh, there's no lates coming up, but if you want lates recommendations, hit me up on Facebook or I, I don't know, give me an email and I'll, 
send you uh, send you some recommendations personally. All right. So yeah. All right. Sounds good. I'll be sure to put your website in uh, show notes so listeners can reach out to get those recommendations if they'd like them. All right. Well, thank you. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, it's been great talking to you as well. Again, really appreciate you coming on and uh, hope to talk to you again soon in person. (laughs) It'll happen. It will. I'm optimistic. All right. right, Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, and my next guest is Laird, who works at Alamo Draft House and programs and hosts Weird Wednesdays. Hello, Laird. Hello. Uh, thanks for coming on during this tumultuous time to talk about some movies that you would uh, suggest for this time or possibly talk about what you've been watching. So what do you have for us today? Are you going to talk about the stuff that you've been watching or do you have recommendations along the lines of like isolation stuff or what do you got for us today? Well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, of course. I, it gave me an excuse, even though we're just talking over audio, it gave me an excuse to put on pants today. <laughs> it was pretty much, I worked all day in pajama pants and it was like, you know, now I'm, I'm doing this thing, but so I'm going to get dressed to be on this podcast. But to go to your actual question, yeah. um, so uh, I've actually, uh, my girlfriend and I have been watching a mixture of things that are actually thematic, like, to what's going on but more often than not we're actually going to comfort food kind of movies like especially late 80s early 90s sci-fi we watch we watch total recall and aliens and batman and inner space with oh god martin short so good in that (laughs) and then like some things we've watched have been like accidentally thematic like we watched uh because Stuart gordon passed away we watched stuck okay and he, it's about a guy who's literally stuck. I don't want to spoil anything about it. It's like crazy mood to watch a movie unfold. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a guy that is, can't, cannot get away from where he is. <laughs> That's a, a feeling. That's a really, yeah, really appropriate for this time. And it's a good, good choice. Very timely just because of Stuart Gordon's passing and yeah, just being literally stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also watched Housebound, the New Zealand horror from 2014. Oh, okay. um, I haven't heard of that one. What's that one about? I mean, besides the title, it sounds yeah. kind of obvious, but <laughs> um, it's real twisty. But the basic premise is a young woman is placed under house arrest. Uh, and then it turns out the house she's house arrested in is haunted. So um, she uh, she can't leave uh, without getting in trouble with the law. But if she stays, she's getting harassed by poltergeist. So oh, um, <laughs> that sounds so, fun. Yeah, that was a good thematic one that we watched too. It's um, I can't remember how we watched that one, but it's out there. Yeah, and then like weird things have felt thematic. Like when we watched the Tim Burton Batman. There's like the scene where Joker gasses everybody, so everybody's putting on masks. And oh yeah, okay. I didn't think about that. But yeah, uh, also the the mayor of Gotham City calls off a big parade because he's worried about public safety. So uh, weird things that felt like almost we would have never caught that. Yeah, like in any other time, that it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have resonated that that same way at all. So yeah. It's so weird to be to w- be watching movies with the current lens as well, you know, because like you said, all these movies that have just been sort of uh, circumstantially relevant to today, uh, it's 
it's really inter- it's a really interesting time for for that i guess yeah i i can only imagine that yeah we'll, we'll get lots of <laughs> grad students writing papers on this and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably some pretty bad movies to come to uh, yeah i'm sure like asylum already has their coronavirus <laughs> movie out by now so Please. <laughs> um, so I wanted to kind of get back to your comfort food movies or um, what is it about like, you know, let's take inner space, for example. I mean, is it just the sort of familiarity or is it just needing something that, you know, sparked at a certain time in your life or is it just something that makes you laugh and feel better? Well, I think all of the above, like that's like really in it, those three things, especially it's something I watched a ton as a child. Uh, it's something that is still holds up and I hadn't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, there's just like, a, um, as I'm getting older, I turned 40 this year, uh, <laughs> like just seeing like familiar faces where I like, I know all of these actors and I've seen them in so much and like it, the way the film stock looked and every the soundtrack, everything just feels like. I don't know, flipping through an old photo album or something. It just takes you out of the present. <laughs> yeah, agree. Yeah, I, I just turned 40 myself, actually 41. Ugh. And, uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I, you meant all those movies you mentioned just, you know, ticked off in my brain as you were listing them. And in Inner Space, that, the villain in that, the tall, black haired, buzz cut guy. And I remember legitimately being creeped out by him in that movie. Oh. That's uh, Robert Picardo, uh, who's like a regular in Joe Dante movies, and he's like he's usually really uh, like goofy. So I, mean, I guess he's kind of goofy at points in it, but he is yeah, he's like kind of scary. Um, anything else that you have been watching or that you can think of that would be great for uh, other people to watch during this time? So if people really want to lean in to like isolation stories, there's a lot of great like sci-fi i'd recommend things like the quiet earth the australian movie mm-hmm. about a person who just wakes up and there's no one else on earth um and i don't know why i keep thinking of australian movies there's the long weekend which um is one of the most really disturbing movies i say outside of like possession the one josie emma played it at Terra tuesday last year or mm-hmm. earlier this year um, but it, it, the, uh, the Long Weekend is about a couple that goes on a vacation in the wilderness in Australia. And so they're completely isolated and something starts to go wrong in nature. And I'll leave it at that. But it's it's real slow and a little artsy, but like really creepy. That one's actually come up, uh, come up before. And uh, I would... Uh, I just watched something recently another it was a and i think i saw that you'd seen this one as well but it was the the cars that ate paris oh yeah and i I don't know i mean i guess it kind of fits with the theme of you know being trapped with uh the main character arthur and where he's at but i wasn't quite on board with the movie until the very end when shit just goes off the rails and i was like oh okay (laughs) i get it now (laughs) That's one that I was so disappointed with when I first watched it because I bought a VHS from a flea market in uh, Athens, Georgia, where I lived. Um, 
at the time and the cover was so cool it was like this painting of cars with spikes all over them and like it looked like it was going to be a movie about cars literally eating people yeah <laughs> it was hard for me to get over that hump like it was really not fair to the movie at all but i was <laughs> literally judging it on, about on its cover yeah right. i mean that 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 happens to me a lot uh <laughs> specifically for the podcast because i'm picking movies just based on you know description and thumbnail image and i'm like that looks great and then i watch it and sometimes i get mad at the movie and it's not really its fault and but i usually still take it out on the movie <laughs> <laughs> um well those are all great picks um i will be compiling sort of like a spreadsheet uh, of everyone's picks and recommendations for listeners. Um, and I'll share that spreadsheet on the Facebook page for everyone to, to check out um, or just, you know, go back and re-listen to the episode, you know, either, either one works, but Laird, can you tell everyone where they can find out about um, either virtual uh, as is the current <laughs> time or when Alamo, I'm not going to say if I'm going to say when Alamo reopens uh, how they can stay up to date with weird Wednesday screenings. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. So right now we are using Vimeo as an on-demand platform to do these virtual screenings. And the reason we're calling it virtual screenings is because we're including uh, an entire uh, 10 to 15 minute pre-show that has like the, like a don't talk message and a, a lights down stuff and vintage trailers from Agfa, uh, as well as a, a introduction from, and, and Josie M is doing the same thing with Sarah Tuesday. So uh, those are just uh, on Vimeo and we'll be posting about them through all the normal draft house, social channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, for <laughs> when it comes back, uh, that would probably be the best place too, but, uh, we also have for Austin listeners uh, a Facebook Draft House Cinephile group, which is um, specifically just something that uh, the repertory programmers in Austin—that's Joe and I and uh, Alicia and Zane and Jasmine—we we just kind of use that as a channel just for us to get message the message out. Yeah, uh, and for people who are trying to do the virtual. Uh, Weird Wednesday or Terror Tuesday. I've tried it. It works great. Um, last week I watched the uh, Centipede Horror and I had to, took me some troubleshooting. I had to download the Vimeo app on my Samsung TV to get it to work right, but it did. And at the very least, I could have just watched it on my laptop, but be sure to check that out. Uh, Laird, thanks so much for joining me to talk about movies to watch in isolation. Sure. And I hope this helps uh, some people get through uh some tough times being by themselves thanks again laird <laughs> thank you and that concludes part one of a three-part bonus episode movies in isolation be sure to check out part two where i have some other podcast hosts guesting for that giving their picks for their movies as well as part three with myself and guest jonathan if you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at CAW Podcast, Facebook or Instagram under Customers Also Watched, Letterboxd under the username Also Watched. Uh, you can also email at CustomersAlsoWatched at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in for part one, and we'll see you for part two. Thanks. Bye.
the day.